I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Yo, we are very proud to announce uh, the support of Upside.com for Rebel Radio. Upside is a great service if you travel for business. I know a lot of you out there are on the go like I am. I just spent a month in Europe this summer. I had 14 flights and so many hotel rooms and all of that. And I wish I had known about Upside dot com at the time because it would have made my life a whole lot easier booking all of that upside will get you the best prices on flights hotels rent a cars um, and the thing that they do that nobody else does is uh, you get a gift card to places like amazon.com with every purchase not just your first purchase but every purchase you make they'll hook you up they also offer great customer service through their app, their website, their uh, the phone. It's they have these people they call navigators that kind of help you through the process and make it all real easy for you. Upside.com, use the code Rebel, and they're going to hook you up with a minimum of a $100 gift card to Amazon.com just because you're a Rebel Radio listener. I appreciate them taking care of my listeners, and I want you to uh, get over to Upside.com, use the code Rebel, and hook it up minimum purchase required see site for details what up this is dj spider you listening to rebel radio hey fuck you josh <laughs> what's up this is rebel radio what up what up this is dj newmark this is peanut butter wolf it's your boy it's okay keep checking out rebel radio rebel radio this is rebel radio we're in the place right here uh-huh. rebel radio is going down would you say rebel radio Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. I'm your host, Josh Levine. My guest this week, back again for the very first time, is DJ Spider. Spider was with us uh, about a year ago and uh, is back in our studio with stories from the road. He was on tour with Blink-182. Has some amazing stories about uh, what that was like opening up for a major, major rock band. He also shares some of his adventures as a DJ running into people like Bill Murray, Ray Liotta, Mariah Carey, 
uh, really funny stories I think you're going to enjoy. And he tells us a little bit about his new podcast, uh, Selected Eclectic, that he's doing with Steve Wonder. This is dope, but make sure you check that out. But um, first, let's get into our EDM.com track of the week. That was Control with Lunatic, your EDM.com track of the week. Shout out to EDM.com for that and uh, the music they give us every week. And now let's get into the interview with DJ Spider. So, dude, last time you were in here, well, first of all, you were about to go on tour with Blink-182, yes. so I want to hear yes, how, how I went, on, went. I went on the tour. Nice. You survived. <laughs> Um, I survived. I'm a changed man. And I got to know those. I, I don't really know those guys, but I got to spend a little time with them. We did that Funnier Die video with Linkin Park. Right. And uh, Blinkin Park. Right. Yes. And, I mean, I was looking at that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, those dudes are a trip from what I could tell. So Yeah. But uh, They're all completely different human beings, yeah. but they're all super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got that. It was fun, like, watching the dynamic of them just in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, I think, is, like, super outgoing, and Travis is, like, kind of kept to himself. And yes, 100%. Yeah, that was interesting. So we got to hear about that. Okay. But you gave me that, that hat, and we talked about the make <laughs> DJing great again. And, and uh, Donald Trump had not been elected. Right. <laughs> and so the crazy thing is so I started wearing it out, and I was like, you know, I just liked the hat. I thought it was dope. It was I, a cool story. So I was yes. wearing it, uh -huh. and then... But then I started getting the responses from people, like right. as I'm walking down the street, and like some, this one lady, she had to be in her late 60s. I thought she was gonna hit me, right? Because she thought it was a Trump hat. Yeah. And she's like, "What is that?" And just I know. like like started to yell at me, and then she's like, "Oh, okay." And and then other people, I would say, I don't, I don't know how often this happened to you, but like at least a dozen people are like, "What's the jing?" Oh, yeah. Like, totally confused. All the time. Yeah. And I'm like, why is that the thing they're confused about? I mean, I, I don't so know. It's that, the, the De Jing thing is definitely a big thing That's that so I've crazy. never had thought of before. And people are like, you need an apostrophe. I'm like, no, you don't. I don't no. That doesn't even make sense. There's no apostrophe. What is the apostrophe doing? No. I guess it's making people say, D if anything, you need like a hyphen or something. Right. Like DJ. But you don't put an apostrophe after run. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know... The day that Trump got elected, yeah, 
I covered the sticker on my laptop and I felt so weird about it. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I was at Sundance Film Festival uh-huh. and I remember everyone was watching like, I think so that's the inauguration. That no, actually no. Was, yeah, that's what it was. It was the inauguration. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, when he got elected, I was like, oh, this feels weird now. Like, it doesn't feel as much of a joke. Yeah. And then that, I remember the inauguration and everyone was like, this is the worst. And I was like, maybe I'm not going to DJ all these parties with all these entertainment people with that. Because oh, I didn't want people even saying that. Yeah, like, course. oh, what is that? Right. Oh. But, you know, at this point, there's a million parody or whatever take sure. off things, make everything great again, you yeah. know. Um, but I stopped pushing the Did thing. You? The hats still sell. Uh-huh. Like, I'll get a little statement every month, like, right, oh, right, a few right. people bought it. But I do feel like it's like Trump people. <laughs> Really? I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean. So you think if you're a Trump supporter, you have like one of everything. Yeah, maybe. Like, I've noticed. You're just like, like some, yeah, we're just making shit some great. Some pro again. Trump people like are like that. Is you that know right? what I mean? And then I'm like, no, that's not. You what track I'm like for. the zip codes where the hats are being shipped. Yeah, or like I, you know, through DJing, like you get to know a lot of different yeah, yeah. people. And like sure. I know, like on the internet, when you're like live in Los Angeles or New York, and you're on the internet, like you don't like see Trump people in real life but like when I travel the country or anywhere you know even other parts of the world like you know there's like real deal Trump people like Mm -hmm. I've been in places where everybody's like a Trump supporter and I'm like oh god I'm like here (laughs) in this crazy world right even right before he got elected I was in Cleveland and it was a Republican National Convention Mm -hmm. and it was like you DJ the Republican National Convention no god no (laughs) Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome um, I would do like the crazy most political set ever play YG yeah I well funny enough so I mean I don't know maybe we can bleep some things on here if I don't sure that's um, fine I don't know I don't want to offend people but you know to each their own everyone has their own opinion but I was just in a place and they sat me down before the club started and they're like we never do this we hate telling DJs what to do but, I'm like, okay, what's the but? Can you not play the fuck Donald Trump song? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. You're like, and well, there like, goes my set. Yeah, I'm like, that's my <laughs> whole routine. No, so I, I was like, yeah, why? And they're like, well, someone played it. And the whole staff got upset and all our wow. customers and everyone. I'm like, oh, why? And they're like, because everyone loves Trump here. And I'm like, wow. oh, okay. I'm like, you still do? This was like a month ago, you know, or like two months ago. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Like, I wasn't going to play it anyway. I played it, and I played it in places where I know people are going to support. And yeah. I played it more before the election and in the beginning part. But after a while, I'm like, I don't necessarily want a political DJ set. Sure. Like, people are here yeah. to party. But that's been a thing, you know. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I went to another place the next night, and, like, they showed me a video of, like, the DJ playing a Donald Trump speech over, like, an EDM song. (laughs) And, like, the crowd going crazy. Seriously? And, like, chanting it, like, make America great again. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. But in Cleveland, too, I was just DJing a club, but the entire airplane was, like, Trump, like people wearing T-shirts with like a picture of Trump pointing at you and it says like, you're fired, you know, make America great again. And like every person, you know, with like a American flag uh, pin and 
I was just like, this is it. Like, he's wow. going to win. Like, I was there like, you yeah. know, this is real. Like, everybody wants this guy. Yeah. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dude, and now we're here. That song is going to be great once this whole shit's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, I will put myself in the other, someone else's shoes. Like, if people were playing, like, fuck Obama songs all the time in the club, it would be, like, kind of yeah. awkward. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. Not like he was as horrible. It's not like he was horrible, but. Oh, of course, it's still, know. like. Yeah, I don't know that you want to be force-fed politics in the yeah. middle of it. I mean, in a to... concert experience, it's one thing. Sure. But in um, a DJ experience, it's like, if you're going to play a bunch of future songs and then you decide to play Fuck Donald Trump, like, wh why don't you, like, take stands against each one of the artists, you know, right. doing, like, sure. R. Kelly and each person, like, what they've done to people. Yeah, you know, sure. it's like, if you're really So that. your set is Chris Brown, R. Yeah. Kelly... If you're going to cut out everyone, people say to me now, do you play R. Kelly still, man? I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. Should yeah. I not? Am I, am I supposed to not play each person according to what they did? Right. Or, you know. I'm going to start. We're going to start dropping in uh, Bill Cosby skits. Yeah. In the show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's people, there's too much bad stuff, I guess, at this point. What's the, so other than that, though, like, as you're traveling around the country and seeing like different, you know, like is yeah. the vibe changing? Uh, we stay in the bubble, man, so we don't know what the fuck's I going know, on. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's um, it's different. Is it different traveling around the country? Like I don't know. I mean, in the, the vibe in in the sense mm -hmm. of what, like the actual place when I go out, or like um, the yeah, nightclub, just, or just what you're seeing. Yeah, either one, I guess. Is uh, America great again? That's what I'm trying to find out. America is the same. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, okay. I think that it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, so it's, what, a, it's like a blob that's evolving, yeah, yeah, you know. But it's I mean, you definitely can't, you divided can't. in the sense that all the Trump people want to be these Trump people that are right. standing by no matter what. And they're that's it you know and then all the other people are like super hardcore and then there's all like in between people are mm. like what am i caught in between right. you know um so i don't know you know yeah. i mean it's it's the same but um you know it doesn't necessarily trickle into the nightclub stuff as much unless people like i said do it you know play the songs. yeah sure stuff like that yeah yeah same uh I mean, I was playing Obama stuff in my set. I remember when he first got elected. And oh, I would like take speech, like speech Tribe Called Quest and yeah. be like, can I kick it? And be like, yes. Yes, you can. Can I kick it? 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 But, yeah, not. Not so much anymore. No. no. <laughs> I don't think so. And are you still doing the Vegas residency? I'm not. No. No. Um, I do just one-offs. Mm -hmm. Like, I just did light nightclub the past okay. couple months, and I'll do wherever I get booked. But yeah. um, right now, I'm just kind of, I have certain residencies, like, in certain cities, like um, Chicago and San okay. Francisco, San Diego, um, a bunch of places, but no Vegas right now. Tell me about the tour. Okay, the tour was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, just being experiencing that type of tour from my perspective was so crazy. Just being on like a rock tour, you know, yeah. like I'm one of the biggest ones ever. Yeah. Um, I just felt like lucky, you what, know, blessed, what kind of grateful. We were, we were playing amphitheaters and arenas. Yeah. 
So we did probably 60 shows, I think, or something like that. North America. We started in San Diego and mm -hmm. um, ended in Irvine and just did like a big circle from San Diego all the way around the United States, Canada, and then all the way back down. And nice. um, yeah, I mean, we had eight, I think, eight tour buses and something like 12 or 15 semi-trucks were the stuff. And um yeah, it was cool. It was my first tour, and a mm -hmm. lot of the experienced people were like, just so you know, this is a one-of-a-kind tour. Like, you will is never right? be on something like this again. Yeah, they were just like, this is unbelievable, and, like, every show sold out. And nice. Everything was just, like, top of the line, best yeah. thing ever. So they're like, enjoy this, you know, while you yeah, can. Yeah. Um, so I tried to. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool. I was on... Um, this bus called the Ocho, okay. uh, the number eight bus, which is a very infamous bus on the Blink tours, right? I guess. Yes. And I'm not allowed to say why. It's like a fight club. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but uh, just crazy stuff happened. But yeah. all, yeah, best people ever. Like, from every human being that was on the tour was, like, just, you know, the best from the crew to mm -hmm. everyone. And, um, you know, I think I went through a bit of hazing process <laughs> yeah. some of the people but um everyone was super cool and it was fun and i got to like just be thrown into this crazy experience from a dj opening up for rock bands and for crowds that are i think it was all ages mm -hmm. and were not used to djing or even they didn't even know what djing was I think I didn't not know everybody. Didn't I'm know not gonna was... like. Yeah, yeah of but, course. But of course. a lot of people were like, "Really? What is this?" Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I got. Have they taken DJs out with them before? No. Okay. I don't think so. And um, and especially, I was the opening act. Like, I think a lot of people thought, "Oh, he's in the band, or he's right. playing like right before they get on. He hypes right, them right, up, right. or he's like scratching with Travis." But I was like the opening act, so it was me. And then another band, and then another band, and then Blink. Wow. How, how long was your set? I would do between 30 minutes to an hour. It would depend. So, okay. like, it, it depended on what was going on that night. So, usually 45 minutes, which yeah. was, like, my sweet spot, set, <clears throat> especially for that kind of crowd. Like, an hour was starting to get long. Because mm. that was even longer than, I think, like, the head, you know, right before the headline. Like, right, the right, day right. to remember yeah. wasn't even doing an hour. And yeah. I'm up there like, hey, look at me. You don't even know who I am. Um, but it, it was, uh, interesting, you know, and even in the beginning, I think the production people were like, all right, you're on right away, like at doors. And that was weird for me because yeah. I would start DJing and there'd be room. like four people, you know, in the front and then everyone would start running in and then, you know, they're getting popcorn and beer and like, what is this guy doing? And I'm up there like, am I supposed to, hey, you know, what right. do I do? Yeah, yeah, sure. So... Um, after the first show, they were like, look, you need to go on later. Yeah. Um, they pushed my set time back at least like 15 minutes. They let the doors open. And then um, <clears throat> I would do my thing and my set just evolved. Like in the beginning, I thought, oh, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play that. Uh, they're going to be so into the new hip hop. They're going to mm -hmm. be so into EDM. They're going to be so into... I thought there was like a whole connection between pop, punk, metal, this and that, and EDM. Yeah. No, I mean not for those kind of crowd. Maybe like really? at the EDM show, uh -huh. but like not these people. So what were they know? looking for? 
they they seemed like to respond more to the stuff they knew, you know, like mm -hmm. rock and mm -hmm. like pop punk and stuff like that. And then what I tried to do was mix it with other stuff, you know. So I would take Fall Out Boy, put a hip hop beat under it, or take like you know a remix by this guy Scooter I had, and, and he put a hip hop beat under it. Then cut to the acapella, drop in another beat like a hip a hip hop song, then go to a rock song, then mm -hmm. go to like the Ramon, you know, play Blitzkrieg <clears throat> yeah. Bop, and then go to the acapella, like, hey, ho, let's go, put a hip-hop beat under that, and, like, sort of show them what DJing was and mm -hmm. that I can mix all this stuff together and take the stuff they know and go with it. And I would see, like, my reward would be, like, seeing some people's eyes open wide and go, oh, my God, what's he doing? That's crazy. Oh, and they're singing along and jumping up and down, having fun. <clears throat> That's and cool. then you'd see other people just, like, give you a thumbs down or be like, this is, what is this crap? You know? Seriously? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, my the tweets I got were so amazing, you know, because they were just polar opposites. Yeah. And it'd be like, that was the best, you know, thing I've ever witnessed. And then the other thing was like, you know, I would retweet some of them. Like, one of the best ones, this person was like, if DJ Spider tells me to make noise one more time, I will descend from the rafters with blood-curdling <laughs> screams and kill him. And I was like, okay, that's the best thing I've ever seen. And I retweeted it, and everyone's like, oh, yes. You know? That's great. And to that person's credit, I think I did say, make some noise, like, 47 <laughs> times. But I needed them to make noise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, we were at, like, Barclays Arena, you know, like, yeah. Brooklyn. I'm, like, looking out there, like, yo, let's go. Yeah. Plus, it was the beginning, and I'm trying to hype people up and get them into it, and, and I'm doing everything. Like, when we're in Brooklyn, I'm doing a biggie set. I'm playing hip-hop. I'm playing Beastie right. Boys. I would do, like, a whole Beastie Boys medley, and then just kind of see what people be into, you know? And then I'd get a crew of people like, oh, we're into that. And then I'd go Nirvana and System of a Down. Wake up! Wake up! Drum rush and put a little makeup! Have the sense to fade away the shake-up! Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? You know, just try to hit every angle in a way, you know, and just keep alive the mashup DJing sort of thing, but uh -huh. in a more updated way and in a show way because everyone's looking at me. So I'm on the mic. I'm getting them into it. I'm right. playing an 80s song and I'm like, yo, you can dance right now. Like, let's go. I'm up here. I'm having fun and just sort of I had fun and looked like an idiot and let mm -hmm. them let their guard down a bit, you know. So how do you approach that? How is that different than the way you approach a nightclub set? Because a nightclub, like, people are there to talk to each other and, like, be social with each other and drink. Right. You know, there's the people that are there to buy the bottles and be in the table and be seen and be like, yo, look at me. Of course. And then there's the people that are just there to be social. And, you know, it's not necessarily all about the DJ. Sometimes it, it mm -hmm. is, I guess. But from the way I grew up is, like, I don't want them looking at me. I want them looking at each other. I want them right. to... I want to see their back. I want them talking to a girl yeah. or a guy and yeah. having fun. And um, once in a while, you know, talk to them or get them involved. But for the most part, I'm used to, you know, I want girls to dance and, mm -hmm. you know, then everyone to have fun. But there I come out, everyone is staring at me, and they're like, what are you about to do for me to entertain me? You know, so I have to, like, sure. create a show. And by yeah. the end, I'm doing, you know, the, like, tour managers for like a day to remember like you need to 
do something, you know, here's a stack of tortillas, like throw this in the crowd. I'm like, all right. So I'd be like throwing tortillas in the crowd, like catch the magical tortilla and like doing crazy things. And people are catching them and they're yeah. very into it. I That's feel like hilarious. I could have thrown out like Rite Aid receipts and they right. were like, yes, you know, like going nuts. So the tortillas are your, uh, are your Stevie Aoki's cake. I guess I realized That's later, like if you're going to brand yourself with a food, like you yeah. should pick like a very like tasty or maybe like expensive like type food you know okay. because i realized later like, i don't want stacks of tortillas like i should have been like caviar yeah, yeah. here we go throwing out blinis yeah like, like endless sushi the only high quality you know like and then that's what people bring me i'm like right. oh this is great instead yeah. i'm like you just can tortilla get wasn't tortillas good. yeah because some people are you know there's a lot of bad you probably can get a tortilla sponsorship though i could i mean people are doing it with tacos mission uh, isn't oh, that yeah. the big tortilla company? How many tortillas can you eat, though? And then you have, like, a dry mouth. <laughs> then you have tortilla. Then you need the flour, a cheese. Like, around your, then like, you need lips. a cheese sponsorship <laughs> to go with that. Yes, true. So maybe you start cheese throwing out quesadillas. You could sprinkle, like, endless cheese yeah. just on the crowd. Oh, that's not bad. Shredded <laughs> cheese? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, a shredded cheese gun that you can just, like, <laughs> it's like the confetti. <laughs> it's like, open your mouth, Gouda. It's um, a good idea, though. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, I think that cake is pretty good to brand yourself with and champagne. But right. I need to pick, like, a, a real good food. I know? mean, tortilla flies, though. Pretty. If you That's get it, why we did it. By then, we right. were taking Sharpies, and we'd draw and write tons uh -huh. of stuff all over the tortillas. Oh, that's, that's Toss them out in the crowd. People were hyped on it. I don't know if they still have it. It might be, like, very moldy. Oh, yeah. you probably <laughs> That's probably not a keeper. Right? You have to, like... So like, lacquer it up or something. <laughs> like, laminate. Yeah, you have to laminate. laminate the tortilla. That should have been like a, a service I could have provided. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Have it, have it do it at the merch booth. Yes. Get your tortillas laminated for yeah, like exactly. $2. Yeah, I learned about the merch game a lot on the tour too. What were you selling? Just that, you know, that's a huge part of the game. Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. For sure. So I ended up just throwing out all my stuff to the crowd. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I sold some stuff, but yeah. the after parties were my my thing. Right, you know, right, right. I would go, I'd do the show, and then I'd do an after party, like, in as many cities as possible. I mean, I'm in Boise, Idaho, like, DJing yeah. in a crazy basement. And, like, mm -hmm. um, it was cool. And then I'd have to rush back and try to get... Hit the bus. Hit the bus, yeah. Yeah. Like, a couple times they left me, and I had to fly <laughs> to the next city. But for the most part, they yeah. waited. It was great. And That's then you cool. would just get on the bus eat cereal or whatever uh -huh. it was like you know the best thing ever it was like a rolling hotel room yeah you know, just pass out wake up could you sleep on the bus in the beginning i could not and then after a while yeah i did one night i went uh oh man we, we took we took mayor hawthorne on tour yeah a few years back with mazda okay and i and i uh i went to the first city was fort lauderdale and i rode the bus and i uh i flew the rest of the way Oh yeah, it, I if, just couldn't. I just couldn't sleep. Like if every, you just get, you have to give in, yeah. and like you'll get used to it. But yeah, I couldn't sleep in the beginning. It was the worst. And I mean, there's elements of um, putting yourself to sleep using medications. Uh -huh. No, I don't, <laughs> called alcohol yeah, or something. Sure. <laughs> People would just get you know super yeah, drunk or something, and you would just wake up and be like. In the woods of Syracuse, New York. Like, I would not know where I was every morning. I would wake up and just right. like, peer out my window. And oh, like, man. 
okay, I don't know where I am. I need to find a shower and like a bathroom and food and coffee. That was my mission totally. daily. Did you ask somebody for advice before you went out on tour, like that knew the, the tour game? You know, not enough, yeah. no. I, I did ask some people, but looking back, I had no idea what to expect. And even the people that told me, I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then I learned as I went. Now I feel seasoned. I mean, it was like three straight months on the bus, like no breaks. We got one break, but I didn't even have enough time to fly to LA because mm -hmm. we were gonna have to be in some weird city that I couldn't fly back to. So I ended up meeting my wife and kid in Iowa. Oh, wow. And getting like a day and a half with them there. And yeah. then they, uh, her mom lived there at the time. So they hung out. And then I flew back to like, I don't know where, somewhere Midwest mm. or East Coast or something. Um, but yeah, leaving them was crazy too. I'm sure. What do you think you learned? Like any big learnings that you would take away from that? Um, well, like I said, just like on some crowd control mm -hmm. stuff, like DJing to these massive arenas, like the difference between an arena and a stadium and an amphitheater was so different that I yeah. didn't realize. So really? we did like Hershey Park <clears throat> Stadium and like that was way different than um, Camden, New Jersey Amphitheater, you know, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. um, like a Grand Rapids like um, arena, like the arena would, for me, would be like cracking right away. I'd come out, there'd be the floor people that were gonna be in the pit. They were like ready to go, you mm -hmm. know? And then all the people in the seats were just kind of filing in. At the amphitheater, it was like in the back, like all the people at the cheap seats right, were right. in the grass, the like way in the back. First, all yeah. the front people are like, you know, <clears throat> very serious, like big fans of like the last blink or somebody, you know? Right. And I'm just there like trying to, you know, get them to party. So I have to communicate with the people on the way back at the amphitheater in the arena, they're like right in the front. And mm -hmm. then in the stadium, they were just like all around. Mm. Um, but just, yeah, crowd control stuff, what to play, um, you know, as a DJ, like how to perform more rather than just uh, make people dance. And, um, you know, yeah, and then just the tour life, like the different things that go into putting on a show of that scale, like how we drive into a city and get there and the, the crew is like unbelievable, you know, all yeah. the stuff they do from building the whole show it's from <clears throat> six in the morning till yeah. we're done. I mean, they, they never sleep. Like they'll right. sleep in like a chair for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. But um, just yeah, seeing how that's all put together, I guess, um, was really cool to learn. And then, um, yeah, just from my perspective, the crowd control and, and with DJing and getting on the mic and stuff like that, I think was a big takeaway. Yeah, I hope you enjoy this. If you are, make sure you go back in the Rebel Radio archives. Look for our first interview with DJ Spider. He had a lot of great stories about uh, the Whole Foods parking lot video, about his mag life, a uh, little video series that he does, all kind of other cool stories um, in that one. And of course, make sure you hear the rest of this episode with TJ Spider. So what now? Now I see you got, uh, I know you got your, your podcast. Um, oh yeah, I started a podcast just Steve. for music um, stuff. Like I do tons of special events still from mm -hmm. like the movie premieres and mm -hmm. um, you know, award shows and like I'm doing an Emmy party next month and all, all that stuff. And um, I never really get 
to put those mixes out, you know. Right. So I thought and SoundCloud's <laughs> been taking down my stuff. Mixcloud, I don't know if anyone listens to it. Um, yeah. So I, I just thought, what if I do a podcast and yeah. just do those kind of mixes and then connect with other DJs? In other cities that are doing that, so oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah. is it you and Steve Wonder? Me, the whole time? Steve Wonder, and Mr. Best. Okay, um, I've been doing it. It's <clears> called <throat> Selected Eclectic, and um, yeah, it's been fun. We need a little Bay Area flavor to come through. Let's do it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Woo! We're back. Selected Eclectic, back yeah. up in this. We got a guest mix for you. Another one. Who is it? Cuts up. Um, we were really dedicated uh, the first few months, and we did every single week, no yeah. matter what, and we yeah. had guests, and then we all started traveling and doing stuff for the past few weeks, Sorry. but um, hopefully we're going to get back on it today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. Um, you know, I've been doing some different types of gigs, like I just opened for 311 okay. um, in Salt Lake City at the same amphitheater I played Blink oh, nice. um, the year before. I just did that last week, <coughs> and um, I've been doing some rock shows. Uh, South by Southwest, I opened for Pennywise and Jimmy oh, wow. World, and that was super fun. Um, so I've been getting booked for those kind of things, all the special event things, still doing the nightclubs, just traveling around everywhere, yeah. and um, whatever else, you know, in between I can do, and then doing my podcast, and... Um, some other ideas I've just been working on that are not ready to talk about mm -hmm. yet, <laughs> basically. Do you think, like, uh, I don't know, are you suited to to the rock shows? Um, yes, I feel like I am, even more so than I think I am. Um, like... I don't know, I'll do these sets at the show and I'm thinking, oh, everybody knows these songs or that. And I'll talk to other DJs and like, you know, I don't, I don't play any of that stuff. And right. I met some other people on the road. Like I met this guy, Reed Streets in Philly. Okay. And that's kind of what he does. You know, he'll play with these different rock bands, indie rock bands and mm -hmm. do those kind of sets and do those mixes. And it was cool to link up with someone like that that's in the same vein, but he's doing his own thing yeah. you know with it sure um and um yeah i feel like that's becoming a thing even with mix master mike on tour with metallica and right. a lot of bands yeah i mean i have, have a lot of bands have been having djs <coughs> open for them and i think it's cool and the and people are more used to djing now somewhat i mean i thought like i said on the blink thing they would be more than they were but mm -hmm. um i had to sort of break that open for them i think yeah. and um yeah, I enjoy doing it. It's like a challenge. Um, you don't, you know, all the crowds are different. Even the 311 crowd was way different than the Blink crowd, which I figured out. Yeah? Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, how, how so? I don't know. I mean, I, I only did one show, so if I were okay. to do more, I would kind of yeah, know what sure. to do. But a lot more reggae. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Reggae vibe, sure. I guess. And um, just different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, you know, people that go see live shows are different than nightclub people, yeah. you know, or even yeah. EDM show people. Um, so it's fun. I love doing it. it and it's a, it, it, it's a challenge and lets me go into 
things that I have that I'm like, where would I ever play this and play like a Green Day acapella mm -hmm. and then bring in a beat under it and then do a remix and, you know, try to yeah. do some crazy stuff. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah, I, I, often, I often have that conversation about the difference between nightclubs and concerts and like... Oh, yeah. And I'm definitely more of a nightclub person. Me too. Well, I don't know about that. I, I like both. I mean, I grew yeah. up being a concert person, 100%. I don't think I ever went to a nightclub. What was like, your first concert? <sighs> uh, you know, I don't remember. Um, the, my first, like, clear memory, for uh -huh. some reason, is seeing... <clears throat> Tesla play in Irvine Meadows. I don't even know who that like, is. Like a hair metal band. Okay. Like my friend's older brother. Like, wow. I don't know. He was all into that. So we would go yeah. see like hair metal groups like okay. here. And then I would go see the Beastie Boys like every oh, really? single time. Anytime nice. and every time they would play is here in LA. That, that was when Mike was with them? No, that was way. I think it was before. Okay. Um, That was like high school, you know, like end of junior high, high school, like okay. early 90s, Oh, yeah, I think. okay. Um, so, like, um, I, I would go uh, see them. I'm trying to remember. Like, the, like right after Check Your there. Head, I uh -huh. think. Um, uh, well, no, I Afros. saw them with Mike, but I think I saw them a little bit before. Okay. I've seen a few of their, I would go see their shows, yeah. and then and then I just started getting to hip-hop shows, and I would go to every hip-hop show ever, you yeah. know, and then I lived in the Bay for a while, and I would go to every DJ battle, every mm -hmm. hip-hop show, you know, mm -hmm. like I would see anytime The Roots were playing or Outkast or sure. anything. I remember seeing these this show with The Roots, Goody Mob, uh, I mean, so many people, Far mm -hmm. Side, like every hieroglyphics, um, De La Soul, you know, any show I could go to like that. And, you know, nightclubs weren't a thing for me at all. Even mm. clubs I would do in L.A., but it was more like the root down or like mm -hmm. things where people yeah, playing yeah. breaks and stuff like that. And then I discovered the nightclub world like my mid-20s. And I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. Just I, because of DJ AM and like right. Mark Ronson, I thought it was cool. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're making it cool. Like I used to think this was just like douche central, but yeah, sure. No, but when I <laughs> said nightclub, I mean. like that's what you know. For us, it was like Root Town, Chocolate Bar, Firecracker. Oh, exactly. Like yeah, um, yeah. That was my goal was yeah. to like play at all of those places. You know, I, I would go yeah. there just like this is amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a different crowd, but I think the younger generation is, like, a lot of people go to nightclubs, but I feel like they're leaning more towards the shows and the bar mm -hmm. culture, you yeah. know? And they sure. want to talk to each other more mm -hmm. and, like, just go with that vibe, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially festivals are so huge now, you know, it's crazy. So, yeah, when we, last time you were on, like, I don't know if we really talked about this, but it was kind of at the... EDM was sort of like peaking. Okay. I think. Or maybe it was kind of starting to. Right. But but now it's like, that's pretty much dead. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's dead, you know, like, um, can I get some of that? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I just think it's, 
I don't know, just like anything else, like stuff comes into the the popular uh, mm -hmm. culture and then like it finds its um, place, you yeah. know? So I think, um, and like it, it finds, it comes in, it comes into the nightclub world because it's cool at the right. time and it becomes mainstream and then it falls back into its like place. Yeah. So, um, like, <clears throat> I think EDM is still bigger than ever, but it's it's a younger crowd mm -hmm. that's a more show-based ticket, hard yeah, ticket so it's the festivals. Thing. Yeah, it's the festivals right. or they'll do it at a nightclub, but it'll be a hard ticket night. Right. And then they'll do a normal nightclub the next night. Yeah. But um, I think it's still a huge... Thing. it's just not like in clubs where they're like play Tiesto and Hardwell in like a mainstream club now they're right. like play Playboy Cardi yeah you know and Migos yeah and like open format DJing is basically like hip-hop right. at this point yeah um, like slow you know mm -hmm. hip-hop mm -hmm. but um, yeah I mean I think yeah EDM still doing its thing and it's really cool and and but it's it's like a show mm -hmm a show type thing and a mm -hmm. festival experience, you know. I think it's people love the experience of it and just being in this crazy place, you know, and doing whatever they do. Yeah. When they go see it. Yeah, yeah. I, we've been, I, I wasn't asking this when, when you were on before. Yeah. But, uh, but I've been asking lately, do you remember the first record you ever bought? Oh, man. I, I do remember the first, you know, no, well, I remember having like albums, you know, like Sesame Street, like uh -huh. records, you know, like and. But you didn't buy that, like. Oh, that someone I bought, bought that for you, yeah. Um, I remember having this a Run DMC tape and uh -huh. a, a Beastie Boys tape, you know, like License to Ill yeah. and um, the Purple Run DMC, uh, you know, self-titled. Um, yeah, the yeah. Or and. You know, it was, uh, I think it was like their second record or something. But Raising Hill. Yeah. yeah. And I I just remember having both those in fifth grade and just mm -hmm. being like, this is so crazy. Like, I put this, I don't know, it was just different than anything I'd ever heard. And Totally. <clears throat> I think that was one of the first things I could pick out. And I remember, yeah, buying like, um, this wasn't my first, but low-end theory, just mm -hmm. because of like the artwork and... Um, I was like, what is this? You know, yeah. and I'd never heard Tribe before that. And then I had to go back and listen yeah, yeah. to their, their stuff that had come before it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think we I think we all had that experience. Yeah, but Run <clears throat> Run DMC and uh Beastie Boys were definitely my beginning mm -hmm. you know, into all that. It was just like I had heard rock stuff, just the way it was just all mixed together. It was the best thing I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah, absolutely. It feels weird now, like, there's, a, you know, growing up like that, and then now there's all these movies, and, you know, there's The Get Down, and there's all these right. documentaries coming out, and, like, it feels like every detail of, like, hip-hop history is being told, told on TV. <clears throat> right. Yeah, um, it's like... Um... Well, sometimes they're like retelling it too in a lot of those shows. Yeah, like I sure. saw this. I mean, I already know, but then right. I'm like, well, other people wouldn't know if this, yeah. if this yeah, is the absolutely. only thing they see. Absolutely. But it's cool. I mean, how Google had the um, yeah, yeah. turntables on the website for two days. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but that was so dope. No, that was really cool. Like, I hope they like 
release that technology to the world, yeah. you know, yeah. for people to play with. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, uh, and then I saw there's a, a you advice to the remix? Um, yeah. Um, so I, I share um, a studio space uh, with Vice and some other people. Mm -hmm. uh, we have like a, our own rooms in this building. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we've just been collabing on more stuff. And uh, there's this guy, Nikki Blitz, who is uh, here, you know. Okay. APG artist. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's signed through them, Mike Karen and them, Miles. And um, they asked us to remix the track. And um, it's a very, like, rock, um, I don't know how you classify it, like, surf rock almost or something like that um, sounding song. Yeah. And they wanted it to be, you know, they thought it would be cool to have, like, a summertime vibe house type song. So um, we worked on it, had a live guitar player on mm. it. Um, um, so are you trying to do more? production is that yeah i mean i've been i'm constantly doing production like it's just my djing always takes the driver's seat you know what i mean it's like my it takes over and yeah, i end up sure. having to do always do that stuff but um i've been i'm always doing productions i'm just not putting it out that much right and so for this it was kind of nice for them to say hey work on this and there's like a deadline and i go and i work on it and um, I was super happy with it, you know, and then they seem super happy with it. Um, they released it and it's been doing good. It has like over 2 million views on YouTube. Yeah. And, um, the Spotify is growing and, um, and Vice is like killing it with all his production mm -hmm. stuff too. So mm -hmm. it's cool and it's great to collab with him, like someone I've known forever that yeah. I respect. I like, I don't know, love everything about him. He's like the most positive, great, talented dude ever, you know. Yeah. So um, I felt like it was only right, you know, for us to do it. And yeah, then also dope. to work with Mike Karen and Miles Beard yeah. and those guys um, is great. So um, how does that, uh, you know, I've talked to a bunch of d DJs yeah. about this, like, you know, producing and DJing are, they're sort of two different careers. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, reasons why they overlap or, or right. why one helps the other. But they're kind of two different things, and like you said, you know, you get what you know. DJing gets in the way of producing or, right. or whatever. So, like, how do you think about kind of building both sides of that, or, or how you divide your attention? I think just like anything else, there's no rules. You know what I mean? Everyone that says, "Hey, man, can you give me some advice? I'm trying to figure, you know, start out as a DJ or a producer." You know, you're like, yeah. "Yo, everything depends on timing and like." You know, the only thing that is a surefire thing is if you practice and are prepared, you know, and, and just keep, if you really love it and you find the elements that you love about it and concentrate on that and just work really hard and mm -hmm. like keep your head down and just like, go forward, things will come out of it, you know, uh, for sure. But, but there's no way to go, this is the, you know, rule book of like how to approach sure. it, you know, because I've seen friends that have continued on their path like DJing and producing at the same time and it blow up. I've seen people have had to sort of uh, take a step back, remove themselves from the scene that they're in or the mm -hmm. DJ type of scene, produce 
sort of build a body of work and a reputation for themselves and then come out as that person and then people don't even know who I'm getting amber alerted um, don't even know who um, they are as a DJ you know like um, and they just know them as a producer sure so um, is there is there someone whose path you're trying to follow like no no you know I mean I think that people there's some you know like Grand Theft for example is a great example of um, somebody who has like uh, sort of I guess put his eye on the prize and just gone for it mm -hmm. and like um, sort of was doing a similar thing to like I was with the DJing and was like I want to do this you know worked on his production the same way he was with with the DJing got really good at it and is now killing it mm -hmm. and rightfully so and mm -hmm. someone like JCO as well like yeah. it's a you know, they have a calculated way of doing it. For me, I don't know. I'm doing it a different way. You know, I've been doing yeah. my thing as a DJ and I want to continue to do it and carry on the style that I love DJing. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, like, do my production still and let that coincide with it, you know, and let my production be open format in a way. Sure. And just make this kind of song and that kind of song and, like, all types of stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, so you um, just you have mentioned fun practice. It. Yeah. So you're you're a great DJ. You've been DJing for a long time. Yeah. How, how much do you practice? Not enough. I mean, I wish I practiced every day. Is that right? Um, but um, I don't. But I try to practice scratching like as much as possible. It's almost like therapeutic too. Just. Um, I mean, it's therapeutic to practice in itself. Even I was talking, I saw Bad Boy Bill at that party last night. I mean, he's been like, doing it forever, yeah. and he just did the Back to Vinyl tour yep. and was doing um, uh, all vinyl and traveling mm -hmm. around. And I was saying, I was just, for me, therapeutic to dig in my vinyl at home and DJ. I'll forget about all my problems. It like, re it like almost like meditation will like release right? stress from me. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I can go do normal things now. Nice. Um, but just scratching is, that's what it is. I can sit there and scratch and it just sort of like releases mm -hmm. something for me. And then, <clears throat> yeah, just practicing in the sense of having, I don't know, routines or knowing what acapella goes with this instrumental and, and mm -hmm. just stuff that's in my head where, oh, I'm DJing, I want to try this, but I don't want to try it live. Right. I'll try it in my in my studio and so then go how do How much live. of your set, I guess I'm sure it differs if you're playing a yeah arena or, or a club, but like how much of the set is pre-planned? Um, you know, I have like tons of routines that are ever evolving. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm constantly downloading new music and have, making new remixes and yeah. uh, mashups and stuff. So it's both, you know. I mean, um, just from having experience and, and looking at the crowds, if I see they're reacting to different stuff, I have to read the crowd. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I can delve into my different routines. Oh, this is that kind of crowd. This will kill it. And, and then I know I have this song with this song with this song. And then I can freestyle off of that you know mm -hmm. so I'll have like pieces that go together and then I'll piece it with another piece or I'll just make up some stuff on the fly and then go into another another zone but it's never like here we go here's a 60 minute set from beginning to end that's right. exactly the same yeah sure um, but I don't know I go see a lot of stand-up comedy and I think that it's similar like I see them come out 
they'll do some stuff that they know works to get the crowd on their side. Right. Then they'll try out some stuff that's like, oh, that's not working. Oh, yeah. that is working. Then they'll go and do the same old thing that I've seen them do. Like, because I'll go to the comedy store a lot. Uh -huh. I see them do the same see thing the same over. Comics, but yeah. the crowd's going crazy because right. the different crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's the sure. same thing with my DJing. I'm like, all right, I know this is going to hype them up. Now I got them in the palm of my hand. Now I can yeah. do some weird stuff where if I lose them, it doesn't matter because right. I can come back, you know, yeah. and... Um, so it's like yeah, that. we just had a Mix. comedian on Steve Hofstetter, and he was talking about like you got to kind of win the crowd, right? And then that buys you the opportunity to like go off off your set. Yeah, like a comedian, <clears throat> I feel like they can get to the point where people are just laughing at their facial expressions, or even just their right. silent beat in between the things, or mm -hmm. you know their 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 laugh or their one word like I don't know, you know. Right. But in the beginning, they're like. It's all awkward and they're waiting, so you have to, they have to win. Yeah, them they over. gotta decide. And same with things. the DJ. I think yeah. they're just like, "Who is this? This sucks." And then you win them over, uh -huh. and you can do weird stuff, <laughs> and then sure keep them on your side. You yeah, know? yeah, that's hilarious. Who do you? Uh, what comics are you digging right now? Oh man, um, I mean, I love like I love Eric Andre mm -hmm. and Hannibal Burris. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Neil Brennan, um, you know, I wanted to go to that Dave Chappelle show. Mm -hmm. I was in New York. And oh, I didn't really? Get tickets, but it was like Dave Chappelle and nice. Chris Rock and yeah. like Pete Davidson. I think is hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's so many good comics right now. It's insane. Like, I'll just listen to so many podcasts. Have you seen um, uh, Jared Carmichael? Yeah, yeah I yeah. love that dude. Yeah, he's so love funny. It. So you know I, and. Uh, just, oh my boy, um, this guy Frankie Quinones, uh -huh. so funny, dude. Really? Like he is like, he's blowing up already, but he's gonna blow up so big. I think. Oh, and I'm gonna check him out. He's funny, he, and he does a lot of characters. He does this thing called Cholo Fit. Okay. I feel like that's like his big like YouTube thing right now. Oh my god. It's, Not the Me Too thing. What? Not the like Cholo workout thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Cholo Cholo yeah, yeah. Fit. Yeah. That's dope. him. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. He's um yeah that's great. he's the funniest dude ever. Like when I tried to do a talking podcast on Dash like in the beginning like mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, I had him on and we never even put it out. But he told the funniest stories ever. I mean I nice. still have it recorded. <laughs> it was like we were crying. That's laughing. great. But he's hilarious. <clears throat> I went to he throws shows sometimes. Um, and he had Craig Robinson, um, this girl Chase. Berenstein, I think, okay. or um, she's so funny. He had a few, a bunch of all his friends were like hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I just came across Tiffany Haddish. Oh, dude, she's so funny. Oh my god, I heard her on Killing Me. She, I think she was on the Champs podcast a long time ago. Oh, really? Ago, I oh, okay. think, if I'm not mistaken, and then she was on some other podcast recently I listened to, and I was like, dude, this. I mean, she's hilarious. And then that story she, just, she told on. Uh, what was it? Some a talk show? Did you hear that? Uh, that's so good. I don't know about being with Will and Jada. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And going on the boat. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. Good. yeah. She's killing it. I just saw she just had a um, uh, Showtime special just came out. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't watched it. yet. That's great. Yeah, yeah. She's she's so good. Nah, it's so much fun discovering new comics. Yeah, I love comedy, and it has like a parallel with DJing. Yeah. I don't know. That's like my hobby. Yeah. Is go see comedians. Is that right? Would I mean, you, would you it's ever just get a fun stage? thing for me. Would I go on stage? Yeah. I don't know. I think I would have to start out with like a stand-up comedy routine and uh -huh. be like, you know, when uh, girls request uh, songs and say they're leaving in five minutes, and what do you do? 
So you like, like hey. you're joking about about DJ. yeah, just literally DJ situations yeah. and talking to only DJs. Uh-huh. That would be my that'd be kind my of go to crowd. You should winter music conference. Sujit's next birthday. You should do yeah. like a little. You should do a roast. Okay, you should, here's, oh that's a organize good idea. a roast of Sujit <laughs> for his next birthday. That's a good idea. Yeah, I would do that. No, I would try. I mean, I did an improv class uh, like a month ago or a few oh, weeks really? ago. Yeah. I just sent my son to improv camp. Really? Oh, wow. And he loved it, but now he wants to do, uh, he's, he wants to learn stand-up. Oh, amazing. And, and he, but we were talking about this earlier. I mean, how like, old's your son? He's, uh, he'll be eight Dude, next month. I mean, Seth Rogen was like, what, 12 Is or something? Right? Oh, Seth Rogen was doing stand-up? Yeah, he was like. I don't know how old you got, but like twelve or fourteen really? or something. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with my kid is like you—you you were talking about it earlier. Like he wants a class for everything. Right. And and I, I'm kind of like, you gotta. So our new deal is, whatever. If you take a class, you mm-hmm. have to do double that amount of time. Okay. By by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like so, if if you if you have a guitar teacher come over for an hour, you gotta play right. two hours. Yeah, it's not going to pay off if you only do the class. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to like... But the class is a good introduction. Yeah, absolutely. To see if they're going to like it, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, and to get kids... You know, I took him to Scratch Academy. He got a little nice lesson there. Because part of the thing is like, he doesn't want me to teach him anything. Of course. No, 100%. I know. So, I just talked to like his teacher, my kids' teachers, and they were like, he's so good with this. When we show him this, I'm like, I can't show right. him anything. Like, yeah. He's like, I know that. I don't want to hear it. I'm like, you're four. How are you talking to me like this? But he's like a mini teenager when totally. I try to teach him anything. Mine's the same. <clears throat> yeah, so, it's crazy. Same. It's all classes yeah. all the time. My yeah. wife's like puts, I mean, there's classes for everything. everything. I can't remember. She told me some class. I'm like, they have a class for that? And a DJ class. She's like, I'm going to take him to a DJ class. I'm like, his dad is yeah. a DJ. Yeah, but he won't let I'm you. like, we have 100 turntables. Right. Like, I'm here. Let's exactly. do this. But no, he doesn't want to hear it from me. The DJing, actually, he will learn from me for really? some reason he's open to it but the other stuff that's cool you know if it has to do with like building blocks or right. something or riding a bike he's like don't need not have do it. not talk to me that's awesome no but yeah i mean i would you know it's something i've been interested in maybe one day i'll get the courage to go and do that i would love that but i'm yeah i, I don't know i'm not there no i'd have to really like work on it I'm working on some other, I, I don't know, other ideas. Yeah. I want to do something in that space of just creating fun, funny content. I'm constantly doing it with my Snapchat and my Instagram yeah. story and all that stuff. And even yeah. just the magazine thing. It's just so funny to me that, like, last night I go to this DJ, you know, mm-hmm. every DJ and club person's there. And the number one comment besides, like, hey, what's up, how you doing, is, dude, Mag- I love life. when you do the magazine thing. And you it's imitate the, the covers with your face. And I'm like... That's my, I just work, like you said, I just did a, like a remix of Vice that has two million hits, like all these things, yeah, I'm like yeah. working so hard on it, I spent like a month on a remix, I get live musicians, I'm paying them, right. I'm like, here we go, this is my life's work, and people are like, I love when you imitated a magazine cover, I'm like, why am I even trying, like, what am I doing, like, I need to somehow make that you my job, and that. then DJing exactly. is my hobby, exactly. yeah, monetize, yeah, I don't know. Get, get the world into this magazine thing. That's amazing. Yeah. it's. I mean, I love doing it. It's so funny. Like, um, I was saying the the airports are, like, trying to bring me down, though. Like, the, man, the man doesn't want me doing this anymore because I was in Phoenix yesterday flying back. And I'm like, all right, I'm doing a mag life. Like, I've been trying to do it all weekend. Yeah. There's nothing around. 
and I go and they've taken out all the like Hudson News like stores oh, really? and replaced it with just like a wall. So it's just like snacks, water, and the magazines against the wall. But yeah. like, I can't do it. I need the right, props. Right, right. I got to be in. And there's only like seven magazines. So like, I need more choices. I mean, the magazine business, you know. Yeah. Well, it's not good. I, yes, that is true. It's not good. I know. I need to just do like online with the iPad. Right. Or <laughs> exactly. Or like find other things to imitate. Yeah. I've been thinking of going to those. Yeah, the magazine business is not good, but somehow there's endless 24-hour, seven days a week magazine shops in Crazy. L.A. Right? I know. Like on Ventura and yeah, Royal yeah, Canyon. Yeah. Just, yeah. There's a dude 24 hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> sitting there selling magazines. Selling Who's that. buying so that? No one. Like, Nobody's I know it used to be those. for the studios, and they'd be like, we need Variety uh-huh. or New York Times or something. Oh, yeah, I used to have people. Or I go, remember. I was a guy. I was a PA. I'd have to go get it. Go get, like, 20 magazines. Yeah. But now, now they have, like, iPads, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what's the point of that. For sure. Um, All right, I have some questions I have to ask okay, you. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, we, had, we're, we added all kind of shit to the show since you. Oh, uh, dope. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's been at least a year, right? Okay, before we do that, you have a picture with Bill Murray. I have a picture with Bill Murray, yes. Uh, what did he say? Oh, my God. Um, that we, was, we asked that everybody this question. Well, what did Bill Murray <laughs> <Yeah>. say? <laughs> what did Bill Murray Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something unusual. So, I mean, I've seen Bill Murray at, like, so you're DJing events. a party, right? I was DJing some sort of, I think, Oscar party or something. Mm. And um, um, there was a lot of people there. But, um, well, I guess whatever. I can, I'm can. i sure I could tell the entire story. I'm DJing. Um, there's all types of different people there. I see there's, like, a bunch of girls, like, dancing right in front of me. And I see, like, an older gentleman, like, sort of dancing with them or, like, talking to them. and. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, that guy looks like Bill Murray. He's so crazy. And I'm like, that is totally Bill Murray. He's like dancing with all those girls. He leaves. He like goes up to his hotel room or whatever it is, comes back, comes over and says, um, I don't remember exactly how it began, but he he says to me, hey, can you play another song? Um, What was it? Basically, the night was ending, and the manager of the whole, whole hotel came over and said, hey, we're going to get a ticket if we don't stop oh, by wow. um, this time, yeah. you know, midnight or 12.15. And I, I was like, okay. And Bill Murray comes over. He goes, can you play one more song? I'm like, the manager's telling me I can't do it, but, I mean, you're Bill Murray. Like, I'm going to do whatever you want. Um, so he goes, okay, play, um, I forget what it was, some, some, something, you know. So I'm playing it. And the manager's like, you got to turn it off. I'm like, Bill Murray is telling me to play a song. Yeah. And so she walks away. Bill Murray comes back. He goes, yo, yo, can you play, <laughs> play the song? And I'm like, the manager's telling me, he goes, I'll protect you. Whatever she says, I got you. I'm going to stand in front of you. And I'm like, this is insane. That's fantastic. And, he goes, and she goes, so she comes over and he defends me, like he said. And he goes, we need one song. We can't end the night like this, you know. And she goes, what song do you want to hear? And this is like the best part. He goes, Marvin Gaye got to give it up the extended version, but he looks at me and he kind of says like the extended version, like all he's like Marvin Gaye got to give it up, and like the extended version is 15 minutes, 
you know. So I'm like, this is the best. He oh, knows what fantastic. the hell he's doing yeah. because he knows he's telling me to put on a 15-minute song. And this is why Bill Murray is the best human being on earth, I think. So I'm like, oh, sure. And she's like, just one more. You know, like her <laughs> face is red. And I'm like, okay. So boom, I put it on. People are dancing. Two minutes. Three minutes. Five minutes. Everyone's dancing. She's looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is the song. <laughs> Seven minutes go by. They're oh, all still man. dancing, you know. And, and it's like a dance song. And everyone's like really partying at this point. Bill Murray's like having time his life with all the girls. <laughs> And he's looking at me like, you're killing it. It's eight minutes in. And she's like, you got to turn it off. you got to turn it off. So he comes back to defend me because yeah. he's like the best person ever. And she's like, you got to turn it off at this point. This is crazy. And the security's like, I don't know, bro. you, you got to turn it off. And I'm like, it's a long song. It's one song. And he's like, you told us we could play one song. This is one song. It's just a really long song. And he's like <laughs> doing the semantics, like going through all of it. She's like, you got to turn it off. Finally, like, 11 minutes, like, they were like, yo, wow. pull, we're about to pull, pull the, plug, the plug, you know, so yeah. I had to, like, echo it out. And then he was just like, thank you so much, like, you just, you know, that you did that. And, That's awesome. Like, he was just the best. He, like, stood by me the whole time defending me, just like he said. And then he just disappeared, like, mm -hmm. into thin air. And that was so my good. Bill Murray experience. Oh, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Yeah, I have a bunch of those interesting. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, Run-ins. I'm sure. I had like, yeah, a crazy Ray Liotta. Oh, really? Oh, my God, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't want to get you in trouble. I'm allowed to say, yeah. Right. But nothing bad. It was just like, he was just by the booth. Like, I'm DJing this party, and I mean, it was everybody there, you know, all kinds of people. And like, Mariah Carey comes in, and some dude literally comes up to me and goes, Mariah Carey is here. You can play her music now. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, am I, is that what I'm supposed to do? Because you were yes. waiting. And I was like, okay, here you go. What'd you she play? She wants to hear, you know. Fantasy? I think, yeah. I played the old Dirty Bastard one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then maybe some other, a couple other ones. They wanted like a lot of her stuff. I mean, I, that's at least a good club song, like. Yeah. With Dirty. It wasn't a club, though. Oh. So it was definitely oh, kind of like weird. A, yeah. Um, but Yeah. The Ray Liotta story is very long. They didn't make you play like her new album or some shit. Like no, that. but it was just funny. The dude was like, you can play it now. I was like, okay. It's like, the king has arrived. Serve him his wine. I'm like, okay, I've got it right here. That's but awesome. But like the Ray Liotta, he's just chilling next to the booth. Like the whole time t talking to someone, like telling a story. But like he's Ray Liotta, so it just sounds like he's going to kill somebody. You know, so he's just like... This fucking guy, I'm gonna fucking kill him, and he's coming over to me, and I'm like, get the fuck away from me, motherfucker! I can't fucking believe it. And I'm like, that's like all I hear. I'm like, this is nuts. And I'm just DJing, like trying to listen, but uh -huh. I couldn't hear anything besides like this fucking guy, like over and over. That's so good. And then he just like goes, boom. Oh no, he asks me a question. He goes, he's gonna fucking know. Let's ask him. <laughs> what was the song with the thing with the thing? You know, and I'm like. I didn't know what he was talking about, you know, so, and I'm like, oh, what was it again? And he's like, you know, it says like, da, 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 in the song, and I'm like, and then he like turns away, and I'm like, Google, and I'm like, I'm like, da, 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 and I pull it up, and I look at him, and I'm like, 
I'm like, I didn't forget what it was. You know, I'm like, Jackson Brown. And he's like, Jackson fucking Brown. That's what I'm talking about. See, he knows. He knows. And I'm like, I'm like in the conversation. Oh, shit. I was like, That's I feel awesome. like I'm in like, you know, Goodfellas. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I know. So then at that point, he starts talking to me and like bring me in the conversation. And he has like this glass of red wine with ice in it, like filled to the top, which is kind of like, I don't know, his thing. And he's like, boom, like, you know, talking like with his hands, hits the red wine. And it just pours out like underneath the turntable oh somehow luckily but my whole dj booth was just red wine <laughs> and he's just like oh shit you know and i'm like oh shit is right like i don't even know what to do right now i was like all right it's all good you know no problem and he's like get, get some napkins like telling people around get napkins and i'm like no we're good ray like we're, it's no problem like i'm just gonna <laughs> clean this up myself i don't know what's happening and uh and he's like, get napkins, get napkins, what the fuck? And like, they give him like these rags and he starts like mopping it up. And I'm like, no, we're good. Like, I got this. And he's like, he won't even listen to me. Right. Like, he's just cleaning it. And he's like, lift up the turntable, lift up the turn. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So he's like wiping under the turntable. And the booth had like a thing to shield my turntables from the vision. So it was like sort of like a white two by four, like on the yeah. front and right and left sides of my turntables. And he's like, he's like, he's like, lift up lift up the the wood and i'm like no no it's fine like i got he's like he's like lift up the wood i'm like no he's like lift up the fucking wood like in my face like red like he's gonna murder me and i'm like oh my god like i'm about to get killed i really oh, and i'm shit. like okay here we go so i'm like lifting it up like red wine's like dripping down like you know the guy i'm like at like the most high profile person's party in the world like they're looking over me like what the fuck is the dj doing with ray liotta and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing so he's like wiping it up and like cleaning everything and like the people that working there are like, okay, I don't know. It was so awkward. Oh, and then, then he puts it down and then he proceeds to just chill with me like the whole night and just was like, what's your name? You know, and I'm like, Spider. He's like, what? I'm like, Spider. He's like, what? I'm like, Oliver. And he's like, Oliver. All right. So, and this like was like the whole night like how'd you get into DJing Oliver how, how'd you you know asking me the craziest questions like what do you do here what do you, you know like, he, he's like he's like this music you're playing it's not making people dance look at these girls over there look at them they're not dancing and I'm like I know they asked me to play like you know a specific type of music I gotta, they I gotta wanted, get like, this Mariah Carey yeah, they wanted like Mariah Carey but they wanted like 1950s like soul it was like the weirdest request for music from the people they didn't wow. want people to dance and so I'm going he's like and I tell him and he goes play some disco you need to play disco right now it's gonna make the girls dance and I'm like I don't know I don't think it's going to he goes play I forget what song some disco song and I'm like Ray Liotta's telling me to do it, I'm doing it. So like I put it on and the girls do not stop start dancing. And he's they like, it. And he's like, You're right. They're not dancing. He's like, nobody here is dancing. He's like, what the fuck? You know, like he was just like analyzing it with me and he's like, I don't understand what goes on here. Like, how do you how do you know what to do? How do you and I'm like this is like the greatest. That's incredible. Yeah. You should teach him to DJ. 
I would have, but then he had he talked to a bunch of other people, then circled back and ended up coming back to me like, Oliver, I'll see you later. Thank you. And like shakes my head up like, Ray, you're my dog. I love you, buddy. <laughs> like, That's incredible. Yeah, that was like, you know, almost I thought he was gonna murder me over the red wine <laughs> thing. And then and oh, and then someone's like, Do you need anything? He's like, another glass of red wine with ice in it would be nice. Like so, you know, I'm like, this is great. Ah, oh, that's amazing. So I have a bunch of those weird stories. So good. <laughs> from doing those parties. So good. Yeah. All right, here we go. What are you most excited about in your life right now? Oh my God. Well, I, there's so many facets. I mean, my son is my most invigorating, inspirational, yeah. exciting thing, I think. You know what I mean? Totally. Every single possible thing that he says and does to me is like the best you know and just do you have a like uh i mean it's still young but like right is there like a ritual or do you have a thing that you do together uh not really i mean some stuff you know like we do a lot of things you know that he loves you Mm -hmm. know just from like hiking and um he loves physical activities and um you know he loves watching i'll watch things with him you know from movies and then analyze it and go over we listen to music we listen Mm -hmm. I'm constantly, we're listening to like stupid kid music and music right. I like and showing yeah, yeah, each other same. stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, that's one of, you know, one side of the most exciting thing. And then um, just working on um, new projects. I, I just, I don't know, like I love coming up with creative new ideas. Um, so I've been working on some new ideas for things of just like creating like content and things that are, uh, DJ related but in a different field and it's been really fun to like work on that stuff mm-hmm. um, and hopefully bring it to life um, and then just the other projects like the podcast super fun for me to do just collecting new music and yeah. linking up with other people yeah. and um, and the production I'm just like super hyped to just like when I have free time just work on stuff and just make beats and download new sounds and learn new programs and I don't know, I just feel like a little kid. I've just been like the same way I was about DJing. I've just been um, delving into all that production stuff and just having fun with it, you know. Yeah. So tell me one decision that changed your life forever. <laughs> um, th- there's, I feel like every day there's something like that, you know, where you yeah. never would have thought you would go even just eat lunch at a place and you see somebody and it changes sure. your life. Um, and that happens to me all the time. I'm constantly analyzing it. But I guess one decision, um, <laughs> there's so many. But um, I, well, I don't know. There's, there's so many. But one thing sticks out in my mind. I remember um, doing, um, being in Las Vegas during the Magic Convention, which is like the clothing mm-hmm. convention, and DJing the Bongo <clears throat> Jeans booth. And they had booked this guy, DJ AM, to come play with us. And I just met him and this whole thing. And he left his needles and some of his stuff in the booth. And he um, gave me his card because we, like, we had like bonded over like Serato and like mm-hmm. DJ nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. And he gave me his card, which was like a really dope card. I feel like he had like a ticket for getting arrested for like a noise complaint on the back of it. And it was like the coolest That's thing cool. I've ever seen. But he leaves his needles, and I called him, and I'm like, yo, just met you, the spider with the bongo jeans booth. You left your needles. And he's like, oh, shit. I'm at the Vegas airport, 
and uh, I'm going to do this John Varvato store opening in LA, like right now, and I need my needles. Like, can you bring them to me? And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what? he's asking me, and I'm like, I don't know, man. And like, I'm with Steve Wonder, and he's like, go do it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna go. I gotta go to my car and drive to the Vegas airport right. and rush there. And Steve's like, go do it. I'm like, all right. I was like, all right, cool. See you soon. And I wasn't gonna do it, you know. And yeah. I feel like I went and did it. And he was like, I am so indebted to you. Thank you so much. And I remember I had my mixtape that I just made with him. And I'm like, that I just made. Mm -hmm. And it was with me. And I was like, yo, just listen to my mix. Um, do me that, you know, like I did you yeah. this favor. And he's yeah, like, yeah. all right, cool. And I hit him when I got back to LA and he's like, I, I actually listened to the mix. I love it. Like come out to my club. And like that just nice. changed so much stuff. You know what I mean? It was That's like, huge. he introduced me to Kevin Scott. He told me yeah. to come to LAX. I met Kevin Scott. He's like, I do the opening stuff here. I heard your mix. AM said he loved it. You know, maybe you can open here. Like everything changed like that time. You know what I mean? And maybe That's if so I cool. didn't bring the needles, I would never have stuck at his mind we never sure. would have had that conversation i never would have come out you know who knows yeah. but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that was a oh that's awesome. a weird thing that seems like nothing you know that now to but this it's like day, you said all these little things yeah they uh, they turn out to mean something right and yeah. and it does go to show that if you're unprepared if i hadn't if i was like hey one day i want to be like hey maybe i should make a mix like instead right I didn't even know who AM was and I had made a mix and it was randomly in the same vein and he liked yeah. it and it's all about just like honing your craft, finding what you love and doing it and um, being prepared for those situations, mm -hmm. you know, because that mix came out of a love, you know, for like DJing and it was sort of a hybrid of what DJs were doing on mixtapes and other stuff. I was mashing up stuff, but I had real rappers mm. on like half okay. of it, rapping over, like redoing Far Side songs, but with like saying my name and stuff like that. That's you know. cool, yeah. Um, so yeah, just having that ready to go is like that whole like, I guess luck meets preparation uh -huh. and opportunity or whatever the saying is, you yeah. know. What, uh, what talent do you, have you always wished you had more of? Um, I think the talent of not thinking, <laughs> I don't know if that's something, but yeah. um, not overanalyzing everything mm -hmm. and okay. not, um, not being so self-conscious that you, s and not being full of self-doubt. I feel like there's a talent to just having the ability to putting yourself out there and really seeing what happens and not being afraid to fail yeah. and then readjusting afterwards mm -hmm. um, instead of thinking about what's going to happen and worrying about it so much that you don't do anything. Um, so I do feel like that's a talent among people. Sure. Um, is just really getting things done and not being afraid to put yourself out there and not being afraid to look stupid and just not giving a fuck really, you know, about like, why do you even care what right. other people think, you know? So. Yeah. Ah, that's that. that's a big one. <laughs> I, I and I wish we... I could scratch better. <laughs> what? I I mean, dude, the scratch world now is like well, insane. yeah, sure. Like I've been scratching for twenty years, but some of the stuff that these kids are doing mm -hmm. is so mind blowing. And I'll practice in my room for like four hours. I'm like, I'm gonna get it, and I will sort of like start to get it. But right. they're next level, dude. It's like when you would go to the arcade, and like the guys were playing or girls or whatever playing Mortal Kombat. And they're so good, you know. They're doing all the buttons, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to do that. Like, I that's insane. So I wish I could scratch better. Okay. Um, what other career outside of music would you choose if you knew you couldn't fail? Oh, I knew I couldn't fail. 
Um, I think I would love to do stand-up comedy mm. because you're just, I love making people laugh. I love laughing with people. I love coming up with just stupid ideas and just taking one idea and like talking about it to death, you know, like, and, and just like looking at every angle of it yeah. and just making jokes about it and analyzing it to the point where you never thought it could be analyzed from that perspective, you know? And I, think just, I think you'd probably make a good comedian. Shit, I just, well, I need the first talent of the not caring right. part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta like exactly. I need a pill that can give me that um, limitless. <laughs> um, no, just yeah, like I would love to do that or something in the sense of like um, developing like TV shows or like content, just like for okay. fun, you know, like yeah. coming up with cool TV show ideas and and being able to bring it to life is mm -hmm. just sounds so fun to me. For sure. Um, so if I worked for you, <laughs> what's something I would hear you say over and over? <laughs> Oh man. Um, I guess it could be worse. Let's just make it work somehow. Okay. <laughs> right. um, I try to take that approach to things. Just like, look, we're lucky to be here. Everything could be worse. Like, we're, you know, just be grateful for what we got here. Let's just make yeah. this work and have fun and don't <clears throat> dwell on the um, negative aspects, which I, I'm telling myself, I mm -hmm. think, in the yeah, sense, sure. because I will do that as well. Of course. But, um, you know, just try to keep that positive outlook and just try to make sure you have fun yeah. with whatever we're doing. Yeah. Even if it's whack, let's just have fun with it. Okay, so, I don't know, this is a tough one because we got okay. Bill Murray, Ray Liotta, AM. <laughs> so, who would you be most excited to learn as a fan of your work? Oh, man. Um... Shoot. <laughs> I mean, there's so many people that pop into my head, you know, and in different times of my life. For some reason, like, if I just go with my gut feeling when they say, like, what flashes in your yeah. head? Like, even though I don't even make stuff in that same vein right now, but, like, uh -huh. DJ Premier, I think, somebody okay. is somebody that I've always looked up to. I mean, since the second I've touched it. Even before I knew what DJs were doing, yeah. I love DJ Premier. From his production to every little scratch he mm -hmm. did on everything is mm -hmm. just like so perfect to me and yeah. so funky and i love it and it's just like was my life growing up you know so that's I tough guess if i had to pick someone there's a lot of people but he's somebody yeah um what's your favorite city to travel to i love new york so much i mean there's i love certain things about a lot of cities mm -hmm. but there's just something about new york that just gives me such energy and inspiration and um i don't know it has so much to give in such a small Absolutely. concentrated area yeah. from food to music to i mean just literally everything you mm -hmm. know so i love it so much cool what's the last great book you read great book um this book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck oh yeah it's really good actually i yeah. was kind of like turned off by the title a little bit like is this going to be some like broed out like right. listen bro don't give a fuck about anybody but um i feel like i had so many really smart insightful points and things that are rooted in common sense that people ignore about themselves mm. and other people and um 
just like any book, you know what I mean? Even when it comes down to like the Bible or the Torah or a book like that, mm -hmm. you take, I mean, at least from my perspective, take what you want out of it, you know, and apply it to your own life. You're not going to take the whole book and be like, this is how I live now. But right. that one I thought was just, had a lot of good points. In nice. It. That's a good trying. one. I've, I, I haven't read it yet, but it's, I keep saying it. It's good. It's also an audio book that you can listen yeah. to within four hours, yeah, yeah, which is like, I don't know how much big. you drive, but that was great yeah. <laughs> for me. No, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I do audio books. I've been I doing it on Audible. a bike and at the gym and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's the best book you've just read? Um, uh, right now I'm reading The Sicilian, which is the sequel okay. to The Godfather. Right. That's cool. And it's great. I just read I'm a huge fan of the movie the godfather but i'd never read the book until last year oh okay and yeah, it, never the book the blew book. my mind it's like wow as great as the movie is the book's like even better oh, so in some dope. ways because you kind of lose yourself in it right and so I'm, I'm just reading that now um and then i just read this book called the inner game of tennis which is it's supposed to be tennis as a, a metaphor for the inner game of everything oh okay and how we fuck ourselves up by thinking too much yes and kind exactly. of kind of what you're saying um so it uses tennis as a metaphor but but that, that was a good one yeah. um okay what movie have you seen the most in your life <laughs> uh i i don't know i don't watch a lot of movies <laughs> over and over for some reason i've seen that movie swingers with john favreau <laughs> and vince uh vaughn like yeah a thousand times i don't know why it's a great movie i love that movie so much Anytime it's a great it's movie although I, I watched it recently and like seeing it in hindsight like it's a little weird because it was a specific time in yes. la and you had like you didn't have the baggage of, of vince vaughn and john favreau who like right. who they are now yeah and it just it, i true. just find like it's a totally different experience watching it now yeah, but you were so money and you don't even know it. i agree and it looks like more student filming yeah, and yeah. like it's still good very acted out but yeah. there was i don't know you're right no, at it's the time really good, there's something that spoke to me yeah um but lately and the whole movie, thing of like he's calling him money like yeah which now it's like if somebody did that you want to kick him in the nuts right, right? But, but at like, the time it was the best yeah i mean that was like pre-social media yeah yeah movie. totally i mean lately it's been like lego batman <laughs> yeah of know. course of those course. movies are funny though the lego ones the first one was good, I thought. Yeah. You yeah. didn't like the Batman one? It was just too much. It was too... It was definitely like, too much. Like, it was much, just over the top. It. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was all right. I, I haven't seen the Ninjago one. I think I'm going to sit that one out. Uh, oh, we're seeing that for sure. <laughs> he's already quoting, like, the preview. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, Lloyd with the two L's. <laughs> I mean, my kid wants to see it so bad. He's like the movie. I feel like he's, yeah, yeah, he's going to be a movie too. reviewer. <laughs> my son too he's talked about starting a movie review uh youtube channel he should how amazing would that be like little kids we, yeah we talking might about it we might. my kid wants to start a <clears throat> toy unboxing channel dude that's the shit now right you know that's the top watched youtube um ever that's crazy i guess that's what they're saying yeah my kid wants to start a gaming channel and i told him he can't because because he, oh, he's not allowed to be a gamer but well, like I mean, gamers are, like, sponsored by Red Bull at this point. I know, I'm but still, rethink like... That. <laughs> nah. I saw you wouldn't let him buy Skechers, either. Oh, yeah. I'm a tough dad, man. I'm a strict dad. We got... We no got Skechers, no gaming! <laughs> exactly. Um, You're going to walk into his college dorm room. He's going to have just, like, Skecher full that's beards. Right. Oh, playing. yeah, totally. <laughs> You're like, totally what are you doing with your life? 
My nightmare. No, he's going to be all like affliction, head to toe. <laughs> like what, with MMA on like yeah. the screen and shit? And I'm How, just gonna... MMA is everywhere right now, it, I feel It's so like. crazy. Like yeah. everywhere I go, like I'll be, I, I was at the, the, you know, place, like a mini golf uh, yeah. place for kids. And they had... <laughs> Um, like a Sesame Street like, on like, and MMA. I'm like, why is kicking this Kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, like yeah. my kids watching it nonstop. I'm like, yo, I'm not like against it, but, no, 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 but it's, it's a little bit uh, it's too much. like graphic. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A little. Um, all right, last question. And I think I asked you this last time, but okay. we always end on That's fine. Uh, favorite DJ of all time. Oh, man. There's too many. Well, uh, you can pick a different one than you did last time. Favorite DJ of all times. How about the favorite that you've seen live? Man, there's too many. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, look, on the growing... DJ AM was always, like, my biggest inspiration. And so, I mean, I'll just say, you know, I was always so motivated to go out and see him DJ. And even when I wasn't, and I was like, I've seen him DJ a thousand times... I would go and he would do some new things that were inspirational and would just like force me to go home and practice, you know? So um, I got to stick with him as I think as the top pinnacle for yeah. me. Just like he's he's the best, he always will be. I think about him every time I DJ, you know? I still got tons of his records in my house, stickers, yeah. everything staring me in the face daily, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Amazing. He's the best. Dude, thanks for coming back, man. This yeah. Is this might have been better than even the first one. Okay, good. Uh, Thanks for having nah, me. So much fun. Yeah. <clears throat> what's? Uh, I guess we'll just keep following you on social to see what's next. Yeah, I'm still doing my social media, trying to keep my website updated. But basically, it's all just my Instagram at DJ Spider. It'll yeah. I'll probably be all on your links yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I'm just constantly doing that, and um, hopefully, some yeah. more music will be cracking through my. I got my first official Spotify song. Oh, nice. The, that's the one I did with Vice is actually like a real song yeah. on Spotify. It's my first one. So um, hopefully I'll start releasing more. And Dope. I still have my SoundCloud hanging on by thread yeah. from all the tough copyright issues. So bad. Yeah, not sure what to do about that. So I've been releasing like these edit packs yeah. um, through there. So it's all okay, on cool. there, all on the links. But yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Appreciate Anytime. it. Nice. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Dope. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. Spider is dope and a lot of fun to talk to. Hopefully we'll have him back again one day soon. Uh, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. Hit us with those five stars if you would. And uh, shoot us a comment. Twitter, Rebel, at Rebel Radio Net. Facebook, and check out our new YouTube page, Rebel Radio Net as well. And most importantly, make sure you come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.